Hello, hello. This is Sherry from the Sherry K. Hop Show, where we talk about living joyfully in your life and business. I have an incredible guest here with me today, and I'm so excited to tell you about him. Tom Poland is the multiple best-selling author of the Leadsology series, and that is a fantastic name and perfect description of him, and the creator of marketing programs by the same name. His specialty is the generation of a predictable weekly flow of high quality inbound new client inquiries. I know every service-based business owner, coach, consultant wants that. He's spoken on global speaking platforms alongside um, Brian Tracy, Marshall Goldsmith, Dr. Ivan Meisner, Michael Port, and many other marketing greats. Well, welcome, Tom. We're so happy you're here today. How are you? I'm a box of fluffy ducks. Thank you, Sherry. And it's a it's a privilege to be here. Thank you for the invitation to to throw my two bobs with. Yeah. So tell me where you are. I think people can kind of guess, but where are you in the world? Well, probably not in the North America, right? Uh, <laughs> I'm in a little place called Castaways Beach, which is in Queensland, Australia. And our house literally rests on the white sand next to the big blue ocean, which is the Pacific between you and me, Sherry. Wow, that's exciting. So when you go to sleep at night, do you have that window open so you can hear the waves coming in? We, yeah, we go to, we go to sleep uh, with the waves and we wake up with the birds because we're in the sort of park-like area. That is so just peaceful and serene sounding. <laughs> I have it to is, play it. I have to play it on my Amazon music because I'm in the mountains where there is no water except maybe a river here or there. <laughs> trickles. Yeah. So, um, so I really want you to, um, I, I want my guests to just have this experience of, you know, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how we can pack these years of expertise and all the thousands and thousands of people that you've helped into 15 or 20 minutes, mm. but, um, but, what do you think is the real secret sauce to marketing in you know 2021 and beyond? Yeah, it's a pretty deep rabbit hole marketing. I think if we start from understanding what marketing is, first of all, which is it's about lead generation, but effective marketing is putting an offer in front of people who are already looking for that offer. So when they see that offer, it's more about confirming. And what selling is, it's selling is about trying to convince people that they should be looking for that offer. And it's not a good or a bad thing. I'm not an anti-sales person, but I prefer marketing because it's a gentler, if you like, more natural, more organic approach. And I've been doing this for 40-something years, and I'm kind of over the whole idea of trying to convince someone that they should need a thing when they're not actually convinced that they should. So I think that's the context is we're we're wanting to we're wanting to market something that we know that people are already looking for and we, so we have a high degree of certainty that they're likely to buy because we know they're already looking for that. So that that's the first premise. Um, in terms of uh, what to look for in twenty twenty two and beyond, uh, it's a matter of finding a strategy that works for your personality and your ethics and your beliefs and and you want to be able to wake up in the morning and if you're going to go to work and you're going to do some marketing this is the thing that you would prefer to do versus something else. I think that's really important. And the reason for that is to get really, really good at anything, whether it's um, speaking from stage, whether it's um, advertising, whatever it is, you have to do it and you have to do it a lot. And you're only going to do that if you want to do that. If you wake up in the morning, every single day we do things that we want to do 
And only on some days do we do things that we feel we should do. So we want to align your chosen marketing method and strategy to your preferences. Passion is probably too strong a word, but, but to your preferences, to your inclinations. So strategically, I think that we've set the stage up there. We, we're looking to get our offer in front of people who are already wanting that offer, and we're wanting to do that in a way that matches our personality and our inclinations, our preferences. So I think that definition just sort of gave, you know, every business owner a nice kind of breath in and breath out, you know, that exhale of, you know, I I don't have to dread this. I can find something that meets with what I like to do. For instance, um, some people just naturally love to, you know, do the videos. Some people love to get out there on podcasts. Some people are amazing writers. Some people do it all really well. But the worst thing is if there's something that you really hate and you're trying to force yourself to do it. So I love that you affirmed that because I have, I totally see it and believe it, especially in my own life too. It's, it's incredibly, it's incredibly tempting to dive into tactics straight away and say, gosh, I need new clients next week, next month. What, what do I do? What's working out there? And most things that uh, promise to generate new clients this week or next month are not something you want to persist with long-term because they're not scalable and very often they're not the things you're naturally drawn to. But sure, if you need cash in the door, you do whatever you have to do within the bounds of the law and ethics and and so on to do those things. But long-term, we've got to think about doing a thing consistently and relentlessly that we want to do because then we're going to become a master of that thing. And when you become a master of a thing, you're going to get exceptionally good at it. People will be drawn to that. So let's quit chasing squirrels and shiny things and trying the next best flash thing. Let, let's look at it strategically and figure out, you know, when you, when you think about, for example, speaking from stage, or you think about Google Analytics, or you think about uh, Facebook and Tripwise and Orisbond, what's the thing that kind of floats your boat? What's the thing where your energy, you could feel physically, spiritually, your energy goes up? That's the thing. That's the clue to your destiny. That's the clue to the thing you need to be doing more of. But if you think of a thing like, if I think of, and we've run Facebook ads for many years, split testing, autoresponders, pay-per-click, uh, you know, spreadsheets going multiple pages, analyzing, my energy does not go up when I think of that. <laughs> if I think of presenting to a group of 100 or 200 prospects who want to know more about how I work with my clients, my energy goes up. So where does your energy go up? Because that's the direction you need to head in. Oh, that's a great question. Everyone write that down. So um, sometimes I have, when I'm working with my clients, I'll have people say, and, you know, we kind of, we have to be out there across the platforms so that people can find us. You know, like if you have people who, you know, I mean, you on all the major ones, you want to have some sort of a presence, but sometimes I'll run into a client who they'll say, you know, I hate Instagram or I hate social media. And I mean, they really hate it and they don't want to learn how to do it. And they almost don't want to learn how to even teach someone else to do it for them. So, so what is your marketing advice for people who say that they really hate social media? Don't do it. I, I, cause it, you you don't have to do it. I mean, we do it, we do it really simply because, um, I, I need to be seen to, to be doing it so that people don't think you're just an old fuddy duddy and you don't understand it. So that, that's the reason I do it. It's because if I say to people, uh, and I, I don't actually do it, like we have a team that does it, but, but if I say to people, you know, social media, social media is kind of like a two-minute speed date. It's really not long enough for people to get to know you. It's a sound bite, if you like. Um, 
the, if they buy your book, that's different. Then they're immersing themselves in your your ethics, your values, your beliefs, your methodology, and everything else. They really get to know you well. If they come to an event, whether it's physical or a webinar, again, it's it's kind of it's more like a first date dinner out in the town. You know, dinner or a show, maybe some coffee afterwards, uh, versus a two minute speed date. You know, it's it's. So social media is like the two-minute speed date. It's good to keep your brand and people's brain until they're ready to buy, the three Bs, the brand or the brain until they're ready to buy. But it's not a, an environment where you would expect people to respond to a call to action, such as book a time to talk with me about becoming a client or go here and buy this thing that's coaching or services. Um, TikTok, Instagram, whatever else, if you're selling something that's low price and it's instant gratification, it's fine for that. But for people selling intellectual property, it's it's just not the right context. Mm-hmm. So, so in broad terms, I'd say, look, if you hate a thing, you don't have to do it. In fact, don't do it. Um, right. I don't. I don't hate social media. I just don't see it as a as an effective environment for generating uh, the pointy end of lead generation, which is for people to book a call to talk with me about becoming a client or going to a website and actually enrolling. I saw something a couple of days ago. I mean, I read and read and read. I read a book a day, and I read tons of articles. Um, I'm just a very avid reader. And one of the things that I saw, um, someone was commenting that the low priced offer is the new free offer. And I thought that was really interesting. Um, And I just wondered what your take on that was, because we see this on Instagram, Facebook, you know, people selling like a $37, $17, and then it leads into a bigger program. Right. Well, the the theory is the funnel, you know, you're free at the top of the funnel and the funnel's wide at the top, representing more numbers, more subscribers, offer them something free, you know, 19 bucks, 20 bucks. And then you offer them something moderate and so on and so on. So you go down the funnel, uh, people are paying more, but there's less people. So it's a classic funnel model. It doesn't always work. And we've split tested this uh, with the free offers versus the low-priced offer, et cetera. So it, it's impossible to say it's a good idea or it's a bad idea without context. Mm-hmm. And the context is, think of it like this. The more, the less skin of the game you ask people. So if you just say, here's a one-page shiny thing, a cheat sheet or whatever, you can get a lot more email subscribers with that. But they've got less skin in the game. So they have less serious intent to actually purchase something. The Facebook ad, which offers a free whatever download and it's quick and it's instant, it's easy. Versus a $20 product, that you're asking for a lot more skin in the game. You're going to get less subscribers, but they've got to pull out the credit card. They've got to, you've got to have established a level of trust. So less subscribers, but much more likely to buy something later on. And then my favorite, which is the skin in the game is not a credit card, it's time. We ask people to give up an email address and one hour of their time to attend a, a physical event or a webinar. Um, that to me is kind of like that's the first date. I mean, if you and I had met and we weren't, you know, otherwise uh, in relationships, and you know, I kind of fancied you, and I said, you know, hey Sherry, how about we get married? Very first time. Oh, by the way, my name is Tom. You're probably going to think, oops, psycho, I'm out of here. Uh, <laughs> you know, if if I'm, but but if I say, hey Sherry, um, you know, we get to know, we have a little chit chat, and I say, hey, what are you doing Friday night? Um, you know, what about dinner? And if you say yes to that then you're putting some skin in the game. You're going to spend a night with this weirdo. <laughs> but I know that the, it might go somewhere. You know, I know it might develop into a long-term relationship. So that's so when you think of should it be a free offer, you've got to think context, which is Instagram versus, uh, you know, pay-per-click or whatever else. And you've got to think, do I want more of, with le- more subscribers with less likelihood to buy? Or do I want more less subscribers with more likelihood to buy? And the context is really important when we put the offer out there. I've got, you know, I've got Monty, my border collie dog. He's got a dinner bowl in the backyard uh, next to a beehive. If I put steak in front of the beehive, 
the bees aren't going to be attracted to that. If I put in the dinner bowl, then Monty's going to eat it real quick. Uh, vice versa, if I put flowers in Monty's dinner bowl, he's going to look at me like, you know, what do you want? <laughs> so, so, and and so, another, if you got to match the 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 offer to the medium, and there are certain things that are going to market well Instagram and so on, and YouTube and everything else, and there's going to be certain other things that don't market so well there. So you, it's, it's not a one size fits all. What I'm saying. Yeah, well, I love your take on that. And by saying the word context, I think people can relate to that and think about it a little bit instead of thinking, oh, this person's doing this, I'm going to try that. Nothing wrong with trying things, but if you put a little thought into it ahead of time. So let's circle back to your favorite thing. You said your favorite yeah. model yeah. is um, the one hour of time, which yeah. ends up being live or webinars. So explain yeah. why it is your favorite thing. Okay. Well, the, first of all, I like I like the idea of inevitability when it comes to lead generation. And so many of the proposed lead generation methods, with content marketing, social media, whatever else, um, there's a lot of randomness about it. We and, and very often people will will go to great efforts and me included in the past, and go to great efforts with content marketing or LinkedIn marketing, everything else, and you just hear crickets and you've done all this work and you spend all this money, and it's very, very disappointing and frustrating. So I don't like that. I like inevitability. And so our model is very simple. We run one, this is what I teach my clients. We run one webinar a month and that's a marketing webinar. It's actually positioned as a demonstration of how you work with your clients to achieve benefit, 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 benefit. So mine, for example, is demonstration uh, how my clients in 27 cities around the world generate a weekly flow of high quality inbound new client inquiries through a webinar one hour a month. Um, so it's not a USP or an elevator pitch. We get more real estate to use when we're looking at titles. So that you run one webinar a month. You have four people who have email subscriber lists to promote your webinar. In the four weeks of each month, you promote someone else's webinar. So you do a swap. So the audiences are completely free. They're generally of high quality because you're choosing partners who are in the same wheelhouse as you. So for me, it would be people who are in marketing and sales would be promoting my monthly webinar. So the audiences are free. It's completely sustainable, rinse and repeatable for another 100 years because there's so many prospective partners out there. And they're relatively high quality. So uh, we ran Facebook ads, I think, for, see, would have been five years. Uh, and we know from our stats that if someone attends our webinar from someone else's email list, who's, you know, like perhaps you send an email subscriber, your email subscribers an invitation to a webinar, that person is 21 times more likely to buy from us than someone who came from a Facebook ad. And wow. we paid we paid ten to twelve dollars for that register from a Facebook ad, and we had all the work of setting up the tripwires and the autoresponders and everything else. So it's it's night and day. And the whole Facebook advertising model sucks for business coaches and trainers. Essentially, what we've got is we've got Mark Zuckerberg standing at an auction with a gavel, and everyone else is bidding against each other to pay him money. That's that's the model. Great for Facebook, not so great for us guys. So the model's real simple, one webinar a month, four partners promote that, you get a fresh audience every single month and you promote their webinar. And this is, gives you a multiple effect because most, pe most people build their email, build the strategy around the email list and they need to build their email list around the strategy. The strategy for our email list is we promote other people's carefully curated, quality checked content. Because I can only promote my stuff to my email list maybe four times a year before they get sick of me. Uh, but I can promote someone else's great content once a week. So if I resist the temptation to just hammer my email with my list, uh, my stuff, I get access to 50 other email lists. I can still promote my stuff to my list four times a year. So I've suddenly 
multiplied very significantly by building my email list around the strategy and not the strategy around the email list. Mm. I love that. I love the way that you make it sound so simple, yet obviously it has lots of pieces and parts yeah. to it. <laughs> there are, but I, you know, I always like to start with the right. strategic perspective. So it gives yeah. people context because mm-hmm. most, most, most people will rush into a tactic and go, oh, it's Instagram, it's TikTok, it's, it's webinars, it's this, it's that. So we've provided the content of understanding that we're already in the business of looking for people already looking for our offer. We've provided the context of saying that um, there, are, there are different mediums that suit different, different offers, et cetera. But this is a mar- nice, simple model. One hour a month, you present your webinar. You have a fresh audience that have been generated by other people's email lists, and you rinse and repeat that once a month. It's relentless. Yeah, and the thing that I think is refreshing is that when you're marketing webinars, getting people to attend webinars, it's not the same like instant gratification because like you said, it takes, you know, they have more skin in the game. So where you might get like 20 opt-ins compared to five or something, um, you know, you have to, again, go back to that context and go back to the value of the person coming in. So, um, so thank you so much for giving us this introduction and, and sharing your wisdom with us here today. So from everything that you've talked about, what is the one or two things that you would like your people, you know, our people here to leave with right. today? Well, well I, I think that the number one thing is to figure out what the medium is through which you're going to do your marketing. And it's got to be something that if you're going to do any marketing at all, it's the one thing that you'd prefer to do rather than the other things. And for me, it's presenting a webinar once a month. It's easy. It's simple. I like presenting. Um, so I'd say that's the one thing. And and stick with that. Quit chasing squirrels, you know. Uh, uh, just just do that one thing and do it month in and do it month out until you get really, really good at it. And then you can look at going and finding something else. So that would be my top tip. Figure out the medium through which you want to do marketing. What, what lifts your energy versus depresses it? And learn how to do that thing, pay someone some money and figure out how to do that thing and do it month in, month out. Second tip is that by my estimation, most marketing methods fail because the person who's meant to initiate the the effort doesn't want to do it. So get a freelancer to initiate the system. For for example, we have freelancers that identify and approach uh, our prospective our partners who are going to promote our webinars. I don't do that because I don't want to do it. And so I'm inclined to do it irregularly or infrequently or not at all. So top tip, get a medium that you do you want to do your marketing through, stick to it till you're really good. Number two is outsource the initiation of that process or medium. So you just wake up every Monday morning and you got meetings booked. So you don't have to do all the the, the data mining and the hard work. Well, I love that. And tell everyone where they can find you. Sure. So um, there's a couple of opportunities here. The best one would be to go to www.leadgendemo.live and sign up for my monthly webinar and you can see how we do that. Uh, that that's the best one. The next one would be gettomsfreebook.com and they can download if they want to don't, don't want to pay 10 bucks to Amazon. They can download Mark Who Webinars, my book, which lays out the whole thing step by step. That's uh, gettomsfreebook.com. So two resources there. And uh, you'll notice what I've done is I've just offered you two levels of skin in the game. One's a download, one's a webinar. I love that. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone, for being here with us today. Have a great morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are in the world. Take care, everyone. Thank you. Visit SherryKhoff.com. That's S-H-E-R-I. 
K-A-Y-E-H-O-F-F.com for more podcast episodes, or you can say, Alexa, play the Sherry K. Hoff Show. This podcast is syndicated globally, and you can listen anywhere where you're listening to your other podcasts. Some examples are Apple, Google, Podlink, Podcast Addict, Spotify, and many more.